0: I'm Jordana Levine and you're listening to the Inspire Table podcast. Each week you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier and bursting with inspiration. And welcome to another episode of the Inspired Table podcast. I'm your host Jordana Levine. And today, oh my God, so loud. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to record this because I want to get it up. But there are lots of trucks driving past what is my studio at the moment. Um, let's start again. Welcome. this episode. (laughs) Today, I um, chat with Erin Lovell-Verinder, who, yes, you are right, detectives of the podcast. I did interview her only a few shows ago, but we got such a good response to the first interview that we have done a part two, the second part. Um, We talk more about plants. We also talk about her new book. Um, We dive deep into Ancestry, which neither of us are well versed in, but we talk about it nonetheless. And um, we talk a lot more about the energetics of plants and really feeling into your intuition around them, which I think is just so important. And it's such a passion point for Erin. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as we did having it. And if you do enjoy it, please make sure you take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Jordana Levine and Erin. Um, her handle is at Erin Lovell. Yeah. So um, I did an episode a few episodes ago um, (laughs) with the beautiful Erin lovell Verinder talking about plant medicine and we had such a good response to it that Erin and I thought that we would do a part two because there's so much more to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to expand a little on the energetics of plants because I think that's what really resonated with people. Is that kind of the vibe you got off people you spoke to? Yeah,
1: I've, people just felt like there were so many um, golden nuggets in our little flow together. Yeah, that yeah, people were really fascinated by the energetics and how empowering it can be to bring plant medicine into your life. So I think diving into that area is yeah, is really yeah. wonderful,
0: amazing. And I think I think for for a lot of people who were very new to the idea of plant medicine, it was a really beautiful introduction but it like just piqued everybody's interest yes. so even if we take them a little bit deeper then they're ready to go I think that's okay yes yeah totally cool. okay so we were actually just having a discussion downstairs I'm in Erin's house at the moment everybody which is beautiful it's this old church and it's just like so magic and I was looking at Erin's um apothecary I guess <laughs> which is enviable but we were talking about Um, you know it's very trendy to Mm -hmm. have medicinal um, plants in the cupboard and lots of superfoods and powders and I'm probably not even using all the right terms, herbs and (laughs) all the rest of it and we throw them all into our smoothies and we throw them into our elixirs and we don't really know the power that's going in there or or even if we're putting enough to get any benefit from it Right. Yeah. so I know that this has come up a lot you through your plant magic events so yeah how can you speak on that well i feel like it's just also
1: i think tying into that commodification of wellness yeah um around you know there is so much out there which is wonderful but i think it can be really confusing so when a new herb comes into vogue a new medicinal mushroom people often go um, like it piques people's interest like they're like oh my goodness yes I want I want that health effect so they'll go out and get that but then in combination they'll feel like they need to do it with the three other things they just read about or this and that and that herb excuse me or mushroom because that's good for that that and that so sometimes I mean I've had clients or people I'm teaching with and you know they're putting like 10 different herbs and mushrooms in their smoothie Mm. and again if I if I think if that's a bit more expertly guided, then I get it. Like, you you know, you're doing something more medicinal, but if it's just as a sort of a health support and you're guiding it, why not just tap into one or two things that support, you know, without doing so many different things? Because I, I do feel like it can become almost overwhelming and people are getting stressed about like, How many things they need to take to be well. Mm. And I feel like that's absolutely the opposite of being well or the essence of what we should be seeking to be well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about like simplifying, stripping it back and really finding the things that are in alignment and um, in alignment with your vibration and your body as well.
0: Mm. Mm. And we were talking, um, we were talking about specific herbs or, you know, medicinal mushrooms, all the rest of it that are more on trend than others. And yeah. sometimes because something's not in vogue, right. it's getting pushed to the sidelines a little Definitely. bit. Definitely. Where it could be the perfect thing for you. Yes. Yeah. So we were using lavender as an example, which yes. I actually think is super cool. And I put <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> in, you know, all my teas and smoothies and stuff. But yeah, it, it is kind of nana-ish.
1: It's got like a real like 70s vibe. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think people think about like their mums having like... Um, puree, like you know yeah. little, you know the <laughs> lavender and like yes but it's actually a such a potent plant ally mm. and um it's it's got so, it has such an infinity for the nervous system to relax the nervous system mm. so really good um anxiolytic so an anti-anxiety ally um which is so needed these days Absolutely. in this sort of frenetic pace that we're keeping and um yeah i love it but yeah it's totally yeah i think disregarded in more modern practice or modern formulation. A lot of people sort of forget about it with mm-hmm. herbs or products that are coming out. But, um, yeah, it, again, I think it's like, if you have a personal affinity for that, it will be so on point for you. And if you opened up to the possibility of, of having an affinity for things that aren't just in trend, there's just a whole world out there of richness. Yeah. Yeah. That people aren't talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah so you you've mentioned um having a personal affinity quite a few times now how do we how do we make that personal connection like how do how do we know how do we start to drum into that
1: well yeah I, i i believe it's about cultivating it and being open to it so i i feel like often it is about you being able to physically experience the herbs and so a lot of the time I think most people actually are quite experiential in the way that they need to um they need to be what's the word like to be yeah to be open to something generally we need to experience it we can't just read about it I think Mm. we need to sensory um explore it in a sensory way and through that exploration, often you'll you'll really feel like what feels in alignment. So I often just say, go to your local health food store or local co-op, somewhere that can sell the herbs. Like many health food stores do have bulk options of buying herbs, so they have them in jars, mm. um, and open them up and try to smell them if you can. Yeah. You know, smell them and look at them and see what's calling you. I mean, if you think about let's go back to lavender. If you think about lavender, you know it's got this little purple tinge you know from obviously a lot of the flowering heads so it's got a purple tinge it's really beautiful there's I think it's quite a beautiful hypnotic plant to look at Mm. and you know if you if you smell that you instantly will be um, transported to its medicine because your senses open up to that and whoa that that smell the look of it your eyes see the colors you, you sense the smell and then feeling into like whether that resonates for you you know exactly whether that resonates or not for you, even just by smelling it, mm. your body will innately go yes or no. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, no, you know, I can't, I can't stand that smell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Or you're like, oh wow, that actually smells so amazing. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is in the experience yeah. of actually, um, yeah. I mean, maybe some people are really heady about it and reading, reading about something really makes them want to try something. Yeah. But I feel personally and for most Of the people I work with, it isn't about experience. Sorry, experiencing things, particularly when it comes to making teas and infusions, and you can experience them in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, infusions is a really great example because you're going to be sipping on that all day, so you don't want to be offended by it. No, and resistant (laughs) to it. It's not going to have the same.
1: No, you want to resonate. You want to resonate with it. You want to be in alignment. You want it to feel really good. Yeah, and I think that the way that we do that, I think in so many ways in our in, in our um, humanness is by experiencing. Mm. So it's through sensory exp- exploration. Yeah. Um, and I feel like without that, it's hard to sometimes know if something totally resonates or not. Mm. And I actually even feel that way about herbal tonics. And not everybody, of course, has ac- access to liquid extracts and it's very regulated in Australia. So it would only be by a naturopath or a herbalist. But it's funny because... I'll often when I'm blending herbs in front of people or, um, my beautiful, uh, colleagues are blending for me and I'm sort of talking to someone as it blends my client, as it's being blended, I, I often say, how do you feel about licorice or how do you feel about chamomile? And I'll just get a sense as we're blending it. Mm. And as I'm formulating their tonic and people will have very generally, some people go, look, I have no idea. I've never, never dabbled, but most people will have dabbled. And they ha- they'll go, oh, I feel really great about licorice. I, c- I crave it all the time. I love yeah. it in my teas. And other people go, oh, my God, I can't stand it. Yeah, I cannot it stand it. Get it away from me. And I'm like, I will not put that in your tonic. Totally. Um, so we know intuitively what we resonate with because this then takes us down the rabbit hole of we are really just remembering these plants. Mm. This you know These plants have been with us traditionally in, in our cultural bloodlines for eons. Yeah. So we really are awakening and remembering. Mm. And so we have an innate knowing. It's just about trusting the innate knowing. Yeah. And trusting that you are the compass.
0: Yeah. And I I think for a lot of people green to all of this sort of stuff. Mm. That's a funny term to (laughs) (laughs) use. I didn't make that joke on purpose. But but people who are new to all of this and they're like, oh, you know, can't intuitively tap into it like I get it yes. I because I give that advice with cooking I think we spoke mm. about that before you know like intuitively you know if mm. that spice is going to work and they're like actually don't um but yeah. I think something as simple as like you said smell yeah. or the taste like the taste yeah taste it that's a great green yeah I cannot be around yes like barley grass get yeah. it away from me I
1: have an aversion to barley grass too yeah yes. but
0: spirulina I, I love it, love it. Yeah. yeah 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 so I've just stopped putting barley grass in a smoothie i'm like don't do it it's offensive to you and you're not resonating with it (laughs) totally yes yeah so you can really simplify it right you really can and
1: i didn't mention taste but of course taste is like so important Mm. so the smell and the taste of just putting a little bit of that plant matter on your tongue yeah and and experiencing it and you'll know really quickly you're like whoa and some things take a while to come around to i mean um bitters are always challenging mm. for our digestive systems, but that's the point of them, yeah. you know, to challenge and to awaken digestive system. But anyway, most of the time, you'll know when you taste a plant, whether you want it in your body mm. and in your, um, your, your area, you know, in your yeah. environment as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I was just trying to think of this powder that I bought the other day. What would it be? This is very boring on podcast. I can cut it <laughs> Um, oh, wasn't ashwagandha it was another a ashtaba no anyway it was some sort of root like ground root mm-hmm. i'm gonna figure it out astragalus you. yes yes and i just couldn't handle it really yeah wow it was astragalus that's yeah. right yeah and the smell every time mm. i opened the jar i was just like oh mm, wow and then i'd put it in something and the <clears throat> taste was so strong mm. and i was just like can't do this and so now it just sits in the back of the <laughs> oh. <laughs> maybe hand it give it to
1: somebody else yeah, you know, like, go, hand, yeah. It because it's such a beautiful plant but yeah you know and i and i love astragalas it's interesting that you've got a bit of a, a version but um it's really wonderful for People who are convalescing or have had a really chronic health expression. Mm. So it's wonderful for that chronic immune response, for sure. great for glandular fever, chronic yeah. fatigue syndrome. It's a real chi cultivator. Mm. Um, but if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. Yeah. And it's just not in alignment. There's
0: plenty of other things. There's
1: plenty of other things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what about um, when people walk into a store mm. and there's like, all of these... Oh, no, no, hang on. What about when people have an ailment mm-hmm. and they want to find something that's going to work for them um, and they're kind of in the space where they don't really want to go and see a herbalist. They just kind of want to start adding things to their smoothies to maybe increase, increase their um, energy levels mm-hmm. or maybe they're not sleeping properly. They want to add something yeah. to a tonic or a tea at night. In terms of education or self-education, yes. what do you think is the best for people?
1: Well, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there are so many resources out there now. Mm. It is almost overwhelming, right? Yeah. When you start like, what what should I reach out to to learn about this and that and that? So many topics. But plant medicine, um, I feel like there's so much information, particularly when you just do a Google, there are a lot of different resources. Yeah. But um, I, d- I actually don't have one favorite website because I personally utilize more like reference books Mm -hmm. and and things to learn from but um a good way a good way to dive into it is to get a really good book
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and don't is it really (laughs) good we giggle we'll tell you in a
0: minute um yeah get a really good reference book
1: get a really good reference book because that will introduce you to the relationship uh the under you know the understanding of, of the relationship of how that herb can be a powerful ally for our bodies yeah Our minds and our spirits um I love Rosemary Gladstar she's like the grandmama Mm. of plant medicine Uh, she's an American elder and she's incredible and all of her books have such an old-school wonderful traditional folk method sort of um approach it's definitely not clinical based uh herbal medicine okay. that we would find more in australia and our knowledge here in australia it's very much traditional folk but it's beautiful because mm. it's a great her books are all great introduction to like how to um how to make poultices and infusions and and just gentle things like that but we'll also go uh so they go across most of the kind of common plants as well yeah. and she's just awesome she's just a, a wealth of knowledge and it was really passed down to her through her bloodline. So she's very much like taught by her grandmother and you can really feel that in her um, knowledge. And I just adore her. So maybe her, like that's a good place to start and she's got a great website and yeah, just check her out. She's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, and, We can talk about it. Yes. (laughs) So, you have just been offered a book deal. Yes. Yeah, which is super exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, So, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes.
1: Yeah. So, God, it's been so challenging to keep it secret. Mm. (laughs) Did you find that when you were. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because
0: the lead up and like the process of securing the deal goes for such a long time. Oh, my goodness. But it's also exciting, right? It's really exciting. You want to talk about it, but you can just yeah
1: you can't so um uh the book that i'm writing has been for me something i've really wanted to find myself for years mm-hmm. i've been looking for that book myself um but i'm gonna write it because really yeah. don't wanna find it no. i'm um i'm writing a book all about plant medicine so it's really a, a modded guide to plant medicine and um it will be reference sort of in nature so it'll be a really solid reference book where you can learn about a whole bunch of sort of very um common wonderfully um abundant herbs that you could grow or uh collect you know collect even from health food stores to, you know source in different easy ways that you can use in your uh, life and how to also utilize them so there'll be a in-depth guidance on how you can actually um yeah bring them into your everyday life by recipes and guides and things like that yeah
0: beautiful
1: and then i will go into all of the energetics and all of the sort of cultivating relationship with plant elements so it's a big big project yeah yeah big project
0: and you're doing you're working on it with your husband i am which is super exciting it's really exciting
1: so he's designing it and we're shooting it and which is really no small feat to um find all of those plants and to my goal really is to create a book that feels really sensory Mm. so you know the the photos are inspiring and beautiful and it's also um in the light of of our modern day as well Mm. yeah so really elevating it because there's so many wonderful books but in truth a lot of the books are more sort of printed in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and there isn't sort of a modern elevated approach. So I'm excited to, I'm honoured actually to be uh, a voice in that in that way and to be able to bring this to fruition, to really assist others and, and help them cultivate relationship with plants yeah. and inspire people to get out into nature. And yeah. I, I'm just so excited to bring a book like that forward.
0: Mm, I think it's beautiful and I think it's so important because... Because all of this stuff, in a way, is so old school and traditional, but is also super trendy at the moment. Yeah. I feel like there – and myself included at one point um, – Sort of rush into it without the education and without the reference for what they're doing. Yeah, um, and this will give people an opportunity to be able to educate themselves so that they know what they're ingesting or what they're yeah. using or what they're connecting with.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it, it's such a it's such a beautiful thing to dive into a herb. So if like and I go I go back and on about that actually a lot in all of my teachings is just sometimes i really think it's important to strip it back to one or two herbs to Mm. to connect to them and if you've got a book that can guide you and can give you a really deep insight into that herb i think that's so powerful because it will only help awaken your intuition and your awareness of the herb and 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 give you a deep invitation to go a little deeper yeah because i think often we're just doing these things and we're like I heard that's good for that. No, but it's it's generally that plant is good for like 25 things. You know, it's yeah. got so many actions. So if you've got a bit more awareness about it, often you'll then awaken to your sensitivity of what it's doing for you or how it's helping you mm. and your relationship with it. Um, yeah, so I, I am really excited to, to bring that forward and we'll be deep in creating that and writing that, shooting it, designing it, all the things over the next six months yeah yeah
0: wow so you've played the role not played the role (laughs) (laughs) you know you know know, on broadway um (laughs) you have been the practitioner and you've been the teacher and the educator yeah and i guess with this book it's a net it's the next step up right like what, what what do you feel the role for you is going forward in this field
1: well, that's a really good question um for me it feels again like I really I can't stress how honored I am to have a voice in this field because I feel like oh there's just so much richness to it and I really do feel like the plants kind of choose you and you choose the plants I mean they choose you and then you have to consciously choose the plants mm. but the plant path just calls you and I feel honored to be on it and to share I feel like for me, it's more, it is more about stepping deeper into a teacher role and uh, holding space in that way. Mm. I have done that a whole lot more in the last few years, especially this last year. And I just adore it. I love it. And I love being able to teach to bigger groups and to inspire in that way. So I, I feel like that's where I'm naturally going more into that space of, um, teaching and expanding uh, my offerings so people can work with me, not just in a one-on-one sense. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really um, deep in creation mode around that too and how that can come from for me and it it must come from a really authentic space where I'm not just doing this for, not that I am doing it for that or that, but I need to really um, be really true to, to why I would be expanding and how I can be of service and teach and hold that space for others. Um, And I'm just getting really clear on that now. So I feel like that's where I'm going, you know, more into teacher space. I've been mentoring a lot this year and I just love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a beautiful, like sort of um, energy exchange and pay it forward kind of exchange of what I've been able to learn in these 20 years and, and how I can then enable others to feel impassioned and feel, you know power empowered to actually start to work in this way Mm. and work in the in the plant realms and the healing realms naturopathic medicine so i'm just stepping i think i'm a bit more into that yeah yeah yeah
0: beautiful but
1: again i probably i'll have a different answer in a year you know after i'm not sure that's where i feel like i'm going um it feels like the for me the the uh what's the word like the natural sort of yeah gradual response to where I can put my energy and where it can flourish Mm. yeah
0: yeah beautiful so when what like what's the timeline on the book when is it expected in stores do you think
1: it is expected in March 2020 so I've got a little bit of a wait um
0: that will fly by. Yeah. I feel like it's a wait as the author. Yes. But I think for everyone else. Yeah. Like, oh it's out already. It's already March twenty. I hope
1: so. But <laughs> it's a huge project. So um I feel like I still I feel like I actually have quite tight deadlines, but supposedly I have I'm pretty I have a luxurious deadline compared to what you had. Yes, but yes. you also have a lot
0: more yes. things to put in there. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> and I'm writing a reference book, which I suppose is yeah. you know, it's a very different kind of book as well, but um yeah I've got this timeline and really uh, by the time you do the you write the the book and then you're going through editing processes and then they go straight into print so Mm. sort of makes sense yeah March March 2020 March 2020.
0: I like the sound of 2020. Yes. I hope lots of exciting things happen then. Yeah um so you spoke before I've already forgotten her name except that the first name is Rosemary. Is that right? Gladstar. Yes, Rosemary Gladstar. I love that her name is a plant because that's just... Isn't it good? Yeah, it's perfect.
1: I wish I had a plant in my name. Well, you could just put one in there. I could could just... That's amazing. (laughs) I I have... This is a total tangent, but in my name it says, I love Erin. So I feel like that's pretty good.
0: Does it?
1: Yes. So when I... Which is really funny, guys, because when I met my husband, I was... Aaron oh, it does yes say that. When I met my husband I was 21 20 when I met him and I've been walking around in the world for 20 years 2021 20, years literally not knowing that my name had I love Aaron in it and he wrote it out Aaron love will and circled I love Aaron in it and I was like you're the one <laughs> you're you the one you cracked the code at your name, I know you, you right cracked the code and my wow. parents didn't even notice. Isn't that insane?
0: That is so insane. So yeah.
1: I'm walking around with I love Erin in my name, which I think is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. So
1: I don't have a plant. No. Or a star. But that's okay. That's uh, it's okay. <laughs> or a star. <laughs> or a star. Rosemary Gladstar. <laughs> <Or a> star.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, where I was going with Rosemary Gladstar okay. was yes. she obviously is somebody that you admire who has... Oh, I think she's incredible. ...passed yes. some wisdom down. And you said that her ancestors had passed wisdom down. Yeah. To her. So... How do you claim that path, yeah. having not personally come from the lineage, yeah. but feeling that there are you know, the people around you who can pass on that traditional medicine?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like much, much unfortunately now of our bloodlines and our, our connection to nature and the um, landscapes and countries that our bloodlines come from, has been, well, changed, evolved, lost, all those things. I, I pers- Where are you from? Where's your bloodlines from?
0: Everywhere. Russia. Yeah. Israel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my bloodlines like Russian, Arabic, um, English. Uh, yeah. You know, th- I feel like I'm a quite a mix as well. But so m- a lot of that traditional knowledge has totally been lost because we're not on the land that we came from. No. We, we're immigrants to Australia. And... Um, you know, generation through generation, I wasn't raised around my grandparents very much or my great grandparents. And even if they did had have, have not, which I, which my lineage is uh, sort of gypsy on the Russian side. And yeah, you know, and so is yours, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, two little
1: gypsies. I know. <laughs> so,
0: God, yeah. I a Living, breathing. You totally I are, are right now. Right now. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, and, you know, and um, so, yeah, there was a lot of traditional knowledge on my side, but it wasn't passed down. Yeah. And, I think in that sense, I know that there's traditional knowledge that has been handed down through all of us. That's literally imprinted in our DNA mm. in like our cells. Remember yeah. they know, yeah. but we just, you know, I haven't been told by my mother that this is good for that. And I wasn't yeah, handed over that knowledge in any way. And I, th- and most people have not been, no, I can guarantee that. Yeah. So right now I believe, and I've mentioned this a few times already that we're going through a remembering when we're called to work with plants, you're just remembering them. They've been with you for so long mm. through through all of your ancestors, through all of your bloodlines, through the lands that your ancestors have walked upon, through what is imprinted in you. It's a remembering. Yeah. So you know it already. Yeah. You just don't trust that you know it because we think we need a piece of paper to tell us that we know it. Yeah. And although I love my piece of paper, you know, <laughs> all the piece of papers I have, like my degrees – And they've really, it's been incredible knowledge. I'm just saying that you don't need that to Mm. remember and to have a knowing and an understanding. That's a different approach. That's a clinical approach when when you want to be a practitioner. But it is within you
0: Mm.
1: and trusting that it's within you. It's like awakening and intuitive knowing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And I completely understand it. You know, not so long ago... um, All of my siblings and I did an Ancestry DNA test. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I had like a crazy amount of blood straight from Judea. So where like the original Jews came from. And we weren't raised Jewish at all. So I felt from what we'd experienced, very removed. Mm. Right? But my whole life I felt so connected to the Jewish community Mm. around me and I have Mm. a lot of Jewish friends Mm. and but also just a lot of the foods. Yes. And like yeah, all too. of those like... And, and the mm-hmm. Russian foods. Yeah. Like all the pickles and the fennets yeah. and the... Yes. And it, it does. It's just in your blood. Like... Yes. I wasn't brought up with that stuff in my kitchen. No. But I just yes. respond to it so well.
1: That's so interesting. Is that went on the... This is a tangent. But U- European Jewish, it says? Or?
0: Yeah. European Jewish. And then if you can follow it back deeper, mm-hmm. which you can, oh. um, and they've just... If you've done it, go back in because they've just updated.
1: I've got to look because I have so much European Jewish in me as well. So that was like one of the biggest parts of my bloodline. And then uh, I had a lot of um, Turkey, Turkey and I can't even remember now. It was another Arabic country, but um, which is really interesting for me because that's actually been a really deep invitation in these recent years for me. I think a lot of my family really, um, by no for no particular reason, but was really not connected at all to that Arabic part mm, of us. Yeah. And I feel like I'm awakening and remembering mm. a lot more around tradition and those bloodlines for me. Yeah. And I, I really want to go and it's just really interesting. I wanna go and explore the countries more and yeah, I feel like that's actually I have no understanding truly of the the plants and the culture. In that sense, you know, it's not been given to me in any way, but I feel an invitation right now. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I, yeah, I found that quite interesting to do that ancestry ancestry DNA thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I suggest everybody goes and does it. Yeah. My, um, just one last thing about ancestry DNA. We had no, um, so we we knew we had gypsy blood just because mum and I and all the females on mum's side had been very... Gypsy life. Yeah. And that we move all the time and, you know, we like lots of different things and, you know, all the rest of it. But if you look back through our history, there's no line of gypsy whatsoever. Anyway, so mum did the ancestry DNA test because I had a bit of Romanian blood. Yeah. Like, Where the hell's that come from? Yeah. So she did it and she had a really strong line. Wow. So there was an affair somewhere back there.
1: Wow. That
0: was not talked about. Yeah. And we do, we have Romanian gypsy black wow. It's just so crazy, it's right? So crazy. Because when you know, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know. And right. then you know your grandmother yeah. or your great grandmother's going, "No, nah, there's nothing here." Yes. I'm like, no, it's right there. Yes,
1: you. totally. Yeah. Yes. Such a powerful um tool to really tap into belonging and connection. Mm. I just found it. Look, of course, bloodlines are not everything, no. and some people really don't aren't connected to their bloodlines because they have not been raised by bloodline. You know, by right. their. You know. Um, biological families and whatnot, but I don't know, yeah, it's just a, a really strong sense it gives you a strong sense of your history mm. of, of it makes it, I felt like it made me feel a sense of inspiration and a sense of belonging yeah. and a much bigger picture of like, wow, I'm from all these places. I'm like, I'm like all of these bloodlines running through me mm. to make me, mm. and how does that then um, impact my own individual path and essence Yeah yeah
0: beautiful um oh yeah this is something i want to talk to you about we were just talking about downstairs as well okay so the intelligence of plants or like plants intelligence kind of communicating with us so you've given me in the past some really beautiful examples Mm -hmm. which would be nice to share with people but like for example a warmer yes looking like a brain yes yeah and in turn the properties of the walnut are beneficial to brain health yes like they're very
1: high in omega fatty acids yeah to our brains love
0: what are some other examples like that
1: okay so this is you're talking about the doctrine of signatures yeah and the doctrine of signatures has been used for so long really to mirror the plant intelligence and wisdom and how we can be in communication with it and it's been used uh a lot through traditional folk... Me- sorry, traditional folk <clears throat> healing and herbal medicine. Excuse And walnut's an awesome example. In terms of plants, another example, really good one, would be eye bright, which is euphrasia, the herb. And eye bright is really specific for eye issues. Oh. Um, so it's really good when you've got any, like, you know, redness in the eye, um it's great for styes it's great for conjunctivitis it's just very good when anything is affecting the eye and if you look at the plant it looks like an eyeball like it has this like eye eye like structure and really stringy Mm. which is really interesting like what would be behind our eyes the attachments and very stringy so that's very specific that's a great example of the doctrine of signatures another one would be horsetail um so the herb horsetail is awesome For Yeah. Like, awesome. Uh, Really high in silica. And horsetail looks like... Like, it has that kind of... It looks like a horse's tail. It looks like a hair. Yeah. So, it's got, like, a hairy kind of vibe to it. Like, a long Mm. horsetail. That's why they call it that. But it's got a hairy vibe, which is very specific for a hair. So, many of the plants... And even just as basic as St. John's Wort, Hypericum. Hypericum is so specific for... It's not as obvious as that, but it's such a specific herb for anxiety and depression. Um, very well, well researched as well. And it's just such a beautiful light bringer and sunshine bearing herb. Mm. And it's got these erect yellow, joyful, happy, um, abundant flower heads that flower right now, actually in the summer. And, and they can draw and they can grow in very barren places. Mm. So it maintains its sunshine and it's light even growing in the most you know oh
0: that's so poetic yes i
1: <laughs> put that in my book even growing in the most like barren yeah places so that's a really beautiful mirror of what that herb the energy of, of what that herb can bring into our lives yeah. and how it can be a light bringer a light bearer when we're going through really tough dark times
0: yeah yeah oh. Makes me want to cry. She looks like she's about to cry, guys. <laughs> but it is—it's just so—it's so magical, and we—we we are like, well, not you, but there's many of us that just are so detached from it, you know. Yeah. But just because yeah. we don't know to attach ourselves, absolutely,
1: yeah. And it—I I know that St. John's Walk grows really abundantly in Australia and in America, um, and in, and also in Europe and parts of Europe. And right now in the summer, it, if if you guys can. Get out there and experience it. Growing somewhere, it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. you'll feel so inspired by sitting near that herb. I just yeah. find it such a, a potent plant, and it's actually so easy to utilize. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly as an oil, like it's beautiful as an oil. And you literally just pick the flower, the flowering heads, the little y- yellow flowering heads, and pop it in an olive oil base, and it will infuse. And it turns out because it's got this active constituent called hypericin. And hypericin, uh, when you smash the, smash, you smash the leaf, when you, I'm um, sorry, crush gently, sort of press, <laughs> they all sound very aggressive, the words I'm using, Yes. when you press the leaf into your sort of fingers, uh, a little red oil will come out,
0: oh.
1: and that's the an active constituent hypericin, so when you put it in an olive oil base to infuse it for a few weeks, and you can do a sun infusion method, which will be in my book, and you can Google it, but um, you... It will turn like a, a dark red in the oil, the olive oil, oh. and it's beautiful for um, skin issues. But particularly when your skin is feeling hypersensitive, um, any ner- nervy skin kind of expressions, it's great for shingles. Like if it because people get shingles a lot, people I don't talk shingles. about it. Have you? Yeah. Oh, so have I. Yes. and
0: it was quite debilitating. Actually. Yes, yeah.
1: So no, people think that it's like an an, an elderly person no. challenge, like health. It's really not. And I think it's really an expression of stress and the nervous system hyper-responding, yes. Um, But it's amazing for shingles.
0: Sorry, (laughs) I hope that didn't record. (laughs) That was my stomach.
1: Darling. Um, So amazing for shingles.
0: Yeah, amazing. Like, uh, as a topical... Topical, yes. So as a
1: topical oil, it's great for shingles. It's incredible. So you can make... um, Go out and find those flower heads and make it more like a topical oil. Yeah. Which you wouldn't... Yeah, it's not an oil to be ingested, no. but it is an oil to use topically for your wow. skin. And that's so easy. Yeah. Um, in Australia, they're blooming everywhere in sort of uh, December, January. Okay. F- fields of them.
0: Oh, we probably don't even know. Yeah, you got,
1: just Google it. Have a look at the image and you guys will be like, oh my gosh, yes, I've seen that on the roadside or I've seen that, you know, in a field. Yeah. They're, um, they're very abundant. Gorgeous.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I, everyone will stay updated with you, of course, until this book comes out. And yes. I said it in the last podcast, but I really mean it. Like, your Instagram is such an amazing place for people to get um, swept away in this magical land of plant magic Thank that you've you. created, but also really educational. Yes. Yeah. So you share yeah. a lot on yes.
1: there. Yes. Like, I, I started doing some lives and taking people's questions more mm-hmm. regularly. Um, And just doing those to be of service and to try to answer and dive in a bit more. I do feel like this is such a rich world that anything related to health is quite challenging to just answer in a few sentences. Mm. So I really try to honor that and to give people more in-depth information because it is such a complex, also individual, realm where yeah, it's hard yeah. to be like this is
0: that you know this yeah, is good for I that don't know that's anything that. about you or your history yeah, yeah. so
1: I really try to honour that by offering things that are a bit more educational and just make the space as authentic as possible I really try to come from that mm. as real as I can be and really honest and, um, and supportive <clears throat> that's right. my goal
0: and are you taking new clients on next year?
1: I am taking a few on in the beginning of the year yes okay. so I do have a few spots to work one on one with me And, um, and then we'll see. Cause yeah, cause I am launching into other things. So, um, but I I love my clinical practice. I feel Mm. so grateful for it. And I love working one-on-one and getting to witness people transform. Mm. It's just such a powerful space. And I really am honored to do that, to be of service in that way.
0: Beautiful. So can you remind people where they can find you?
1: Yes. So you can find me on Instagram and it is just my name which is a long name and it's Erin <laughs> because I love Erin and, <laughs> and it's Erin it, so that's important it's Erin Lovell Verinder and then um, if you want to read a little bit more about me and read what I've written the articles I've written in the interviews which dive into my self-care practices and more about my life and my path as a healer and facilitator of healing um, it's all on my website and that's ErinLovellVerinder.com yeah.
0: Well, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Thank you for
1: having me. Thank you
0: for having me in your home. Oh,
1: you're so welcome. And Thank you
0: for the beautiful sleep I had last night. <laughs> I slept an hour longer than usual. Oh,
1: it's the it's the it's the Zen oasis of the the church. Yeah,
0: this church is incredible. Incredible. It really,
1: it really is. It's just got. I think it's just got that. Um, it's just in the bones of the building. It's like harmony and a haven and a sanctuary, a yeah. little oasis. We feel very blessed to live here.
0: Yeah, and the, but the town itself has that energy.
1: Yes, it's gorgeous. Mm. Little country hinterland, yeah. calm town. Yeah, it's
0: beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Geordie Thank you, everyone hope you enjoyed that episode of the Inspire Table podcast. Remember, if you enjoy it, make sure you share it on social media or hit subscribe or not or and hit subscribe um, in your favorite podcast app so you know when a new episode is live. And while you're there, I would love if you'd leave me a rating or review. Until next time, I'm Jordana Levine wishing you an inspirational week.